Everybody and welcome to this week's new All Fiction Podcast. We are happy to be back on this Sunday, October 14th. I forgot what day it was there for a second, sorry. Um, <laughs> as always, I am one of your hosts, Touche, and joining me are the lovable losers of Tommy and Sean. What? Oof. And, uh, and Eric... He, he's a cool guy. He didn't lose. Hey. <laughs> but, uh, but once again, this is the All Fiction Podcast. Every other week, we touch on what we find interesting in the world of anime, video games, TV, and all the other nerdy stuff that matters. Uh, this time, we've got uh, the final uh, culmination of our uh, anime cast that we've been talking about for the past like three episodes <laughs> um so we are going to uh, be touching on the fall anime season uh we're gonna finally give our update on banana fish and given that it is now october um we get an update on uh, on tommy's jojo adventure and we get to start the DC Power Hour. Oh, yet again. yeah. <laughs> so, without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, we don't really have any uh, pressing news for this week, so we're just going to go straight in, uh, unless you uh, count the fact that uh, apparently Elon Musk watched your name, and he's... <laughs> oh, right. So. He's building a Gundam as we speak. Wait, what did you call him just now? A weeb. No, no, no. You said his full name? No. Oh, yeah. Elon Chan. <laughs> okay. That's what he prefers. <laughs> it is. It is. That was hilarious. So, um, but uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, let's go ahead and kick things off. So we, given that we have a very uh, anime-heavy second half of the cast, we're just going to go ahead and start out with the DC Power Hour, which uh, will be kind of light this week, given that... Uh, only two of our shows have started back, and I think most of us have only watched Flash. Is that correct? Correct. I think so. Except for Sean. Nope. Not getting on that boat again. <laughs> you will be. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so uh, so with that, I guess it's, uh, it's the Flash Power Hour starring Nora, and uh, I know that's Tommy's favorite part. <laughs> Excess. But uh, <laughs> but really, so, okay. So, Flash has returned after a rocky ending last season. To say the least. Uh, <laughs> we won't delve too deeply into that. 
but this this episode brings us straight into the fold with uh, some interesting developments with the Flash crew, and uh, first of which was revealed at the end of last season, and if you haven't seen it yet, well, uh, you're about to be filled with knowledge, and that counts you, Sean, so sorry. Oh, no. I was planning to take a nap during this segment. No, no. We gotta, we gotta educate you on <laughs> Edumacate the finer. Me. Yeah. So, uh, this doesn't really come of much surprise to, uh, to anyone, given that it was heavily, heavily uh, hinted at throughout last season, mm. that the mysterious girl who had shown up throughout the season was indeed a speedster from the future. And she is Barry and Iris's daughter, named Nora. Shocking. And that is where we pick up on this season, and the entire first episode centers around Nora. So I'll go ahead and uh, we'll start it out with uh, with Tommy. What did you uh, What did you think about how uh, how everyone reacted to to Nora? In their initial reactions. Yeah. <laughs> well, given that they should be used to time travel shenanigans at this point, um, except Ralph, apparently. <laughs> I still, I'm still wondering about it. I'm like, dude, what were you doing all this time? It's like, what do you think? Hey, man, he got <laughs> his body taken over for but, <laughs> a large number of episodes. Give him a break. Even before that, though, it's like, yeah, you know, breacher. I mean, it's like, where do you yeah. think these guys are coming from? <laughs> Other it's worlds? Like that with amnesia or like the slowpoke.jpg or something. <laughs> it is hilarious. No, I, did, I did like the whole, uh, where did you think we were talking about when we said Earth. that Harry was from Earth? Earth. <laughs> and he was like, I thought you meant he was from Earth as well. <laughs> and I'm like, why would anyone say that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, I thought that it was appropriate for what it was because, you know, seeing this girl walk in, she's like, hey. I'm your daughter slash granddaughter, and then she starts. We did get to see a little bit of uh, of drunk Cisco. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that was that one was good. I like seeing that part of him. He was drunk for the whole episode, actually, it wasn't he? I well, seem like yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I think he was recovering for the from the hangover near the end. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was all expected, really. Well, you know, outside of Ralph just being completely out of it. Um, I think... Though his little uh, comic relief portions were pretty yes. good. Yes. You know. I'm so glad that he stayed. He didn't disappear mm-hmm. like, like certain other yeah. characters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the past few I seasons. think he fits in with the cast really well. Yes, so yeah. perfectly. And it looks like he'll be involved in a subplot with Caitlin. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. To discover yeah. Killer Frost. What? <laughs> and the supposed death of her father. It's like, oh no. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, I think the most surprising part of their first reactions was actually um, Barry and Iris. They were like, huh? It's <laughs> like, your uh, daughter, I'm like, is it really that hard to believe, guys? Come on. Especially looking at Barry. I'm like, really, Barry? Really? Mr. Flashpoint? <laughs> I mean, I, I, did, I did like that he was skeptical at first. Like, oh, maybe she's not really our daughter. Like, could, could be so imposing as her and stuff. 
<laughs> like he's actually thinking, hey, that yeah, you know, they've been fooled before. By yeah, speedster. So yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. I like that. I was kind of like, I wasn't completely on board with the whole like we. We missed all of her firsts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like, I mean, you're, you're still going to get to experience it. You know, yeah. she hasn't actually been, been born, born yet. yet. So. It's like this is the first <laughs> yeah. time seeing her, right? <laughs> That's what I was feeling, too. I think they I think they were, like, it felt very confused, like a very confused emotion as if, like, because she was there now, they were not going to get to experience her in when she actually is born and i was just like well no that's still gonna happen so yeah i think that was because of barry being like too cautious with like screwing up the timeline that it's not gonna happen or something like i think that's what they're going for it just wasn't like presented that clearly i kind of train of thought i kind of like how We probably we were skipping all over the place but it doesn't really matter i kind of like how um how they threw in uh, how they had Wally say, well, you know, the legends have a theory that there are soft and hard events that oh, happen. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, I was wondering how you guys were going to try to cover, um, you know, explain this. I do like <laughs> that they had this. Well, I guess that's one thing that I really liked about this episode is that they actually used their continuity and like yes. yeah. Arrowverse stuff in here. It's like, oh, yeah, you could probably use the Wave Rider if you need to to send Nora back and stuff. Yeah, they didn't completely so, like, ignore. They actually remembered their whole world-building universe for once. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I thought that was really good. It's like, hey, take this blood and get it analyzed. <laughs> I think, um, I think the thing that I liked most about this episode was it. Everything felt pretty natural. Everything flowed the way that it should, and it felt it felt very well composed. Where I feel like especially near the end of last season, things just kind of happened very haphazardly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that that's a positive sign for the rest of the season. I know it's easy to make one episode seem like that, but I I know I've said this before, but it, it kind of had the feeling of some of the earlier episodes of Flash. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. had the uh, like meta of the week to deal with, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely felt like it was the classic uh formulaic episode just tied to like i guess the the new thing with nora and even though it, w- it wasn't totally like connected i mean they usually aren't but i th- thought the way yeah it like they brought it together was pretty good Hmm. i agree yeah uh, i felt that um one of the things I was looking out for once um, when the episode started, I'm like, I was hoping that they got, like, the father-daughter relationship, you know, mm-hmm. done well. And so far, they have been doing that. Because I, I, mm-hmm. I was a bit worried because, you know, when your daughter is already, like, what, she's probably, like, 20-something, <laughs> and you come back. Yeah. She comes in back in time where you're still, they're in their, like, late 20s, early 30s, right? I think that's where they're supposed to be. I think at the start of the series, they said they were like 25 or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. So, so it was like, I was wondering like how that would be done. And so far, like, I think it's coming off as she's coming off as, you know, a daughter who's, you know, wants the attention and, uh, you know, the love of their father figure. 
and it's I think it's it's shining through through you know after she revealed why um she's so uh, attached to him yeah because he disappeared it, it's a big testament to I think she has really good chemistry mm-hmm. with uh with Grant Gustin yeah and uh not not that she doesn't with the rest of the cast. Yeah, oh yeah. It's just obviously most of the scenes were with her and him mm-hmm. in this episode. Though I am very curious and I'm obviously that was kind of the point mm-hmm. of what her relationship with Iris is. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like that she like hates her or anything. <laughs> That's what it's it just seems like. like. Ma- well, like- I think it feels more like maybe Iris wasn't quite there for her yeah or like like maybe she was dead i don't know (laughs) well i was kind of thinking that at first too yeah Yeah, i think they kind of she's still around i felt like that they were trying to throw you off with that yeah oh maybe it's Mm because she has a weird relationship with iris but no it was actually with barry and maybe it's just because she was trying to keep the secret that barry yeah Mm -hmm. died i mean maybe that's all it was but it seemed like she maybe just wasn't quite on that like loving motherly same page with Iris kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because which is strange because you know obviously in this situation Iris was really trying to be like oh I want to bond with my daughter mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 you know and she was like so. uh, he was like you think the others need any help and I'm like huh you want to get yeah. away from her huh she's because she said something like we have all our life together or something like that that was the first hint. He said oh, yeah, she like, said we have, like, the rest of our lives yeah. for that or something like that. I forget what it was. I mean, even yeah, saying that still is like, you still don't want to be around her that much. I was like, I guess. <laughs> I guess it makes sense after we learned, you know, oh, I mean, we yeah. missing. We know, like, years. 25 years later. So, I mean, well, first still of all, missing. like, they know that newspaper exists, like, a flash missing mm-hmm. in crisis. So, it's not totally off that, like, they could have just explained it because they know he's going to be missing like in seven years, um, and then twenty five years after that, he's still missing. Still missing, I'm like. Whoa. And Iris, Iris is still writing that. Like I saw, she still yeah. wrote that article. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think it feels like maybe Iris, like when something does happen to Barry, maybe she becomes like obsessed with it. And that maybe could she be it. Didn't yeah. Quite give Nora like. The, the support she needed or something you know yeah i think so well yeah we're probably gonna like learn yeah. about that mm-hmm. yeah so. i'm sure we will i'm sure we will but that seemed like an interesting dynamic i, I mm-hmm. at first i was just kind of expecting like oh happy times it's you know a family reunion and it doesn't really mm-hmm. seem quite like that yeah and he actually got to see a first <laughs> a first yeah, phase that's true. shift that's true <laughs> That whole scene was pretty cool. I like. Yeah. I like that. That was that was good. Was yeah, they, they used all the speedsters that they had available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They used Wally, and he got to knock the guy out. He just he just walks up to him and just like punch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wally didn't get job this time. It's like no uh, job no, status. Was, honestly, like I felt like all of the characters were in good form mm-hmm. in this episode. Everyone felt like they should. Um kind of sad that we didn't have some form of Harrison Wells there yeah. in some way. But, he was you know. there. Well, well yeah, which spirit. that was a really good. <laughs> that, uh, that like, whole talk with Barry and Nora where mm-hmm. he was, you know, channeling what 
Harry had said to him. That was really good. He's becoming I, I Thon, right? Lot. Wait, was it Thon that said it, or was it <laughs> Harry? It was, it was yeah, yeah. That was technically Thon, okay. yeah. <laughs> but that was, you know, that was when he was still kind oh, of yeah, seeing when he learned to face. him like a father figure yeah. kind of thing. Type, you know, He's becoming so. Thon. <laughs> but it was good. Like, that was, uh, that was a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. I like that. Good connections, yeah. And yeah. Um, speaking of that, um, just to jump around again, like when Joe is talking with uh, Nora and Wally, he, he they're just like asking Wally, like, yeah, what have you been up to lately? Like with the legends and stuff, he mentions the time where he met uh, Elvis and uh, the oh, ghost yeah, yeah. of Elvis's brother and stuff. So that was a really funny episode. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so lots of, uh, I guess, nice references there for uh, Legends fans. Um, I think it was just nice that they didn't just ignore what Wally has been doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you know, it was just uh, because other times it would just be like, oh, yeah, Wally, he's doing his own thing. Yeah, it would have been weird. They just. It would have been weird for Nora to ignore her uncle. (laughs) Yeah, you know, so. Yeah. It was. Plus, I I did like a lot of uh, of Joe's scenes, even though he wasn't in it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, especially yeah. the one where they like discover that he had had this hiding place the entire time. <laughs> He's just been <laughs> sleeping there from the beginning. Yeah, like the very beginning of the series. I, I, I think that that's what it's implied. Yeah, that he he had been going there to to take naps the entire series. <laughs> you guys didn't know. You guys didn't know this existed. They were talking about it. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I think so. My favorite scene of the entire thing that really made me laugh out loud that I had, I had, I had to rewind it at least three or four times was when Barry went back to work and he oh, went yeah. to and he saw all of the files and he literally almost got a heart attack <laughs> because Nora just sped up behind him and he he did the you know the whole hold my heart thing as Flash like he. <laughs> He's fed up with it. And I just couldn't get ca- I couldn't catch myself. It was so, so funny. That I think so, you um, know, someone surprised him. <laughs> one thing I really liked about that uh that scene was you could see him and her, just like her mannerisms yeah. and that sort of thing. And I think that was partially kind of what took him back as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like he <laughs> Like she was acting like he acts, and him having to deal with that himself was, I guess, kind of a. It's like this is me. <laughs> kind of put him in his place, sort of thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the actress was pretty good, and also, um, I guess, emulating some stuff from Iris, like when they were chatting. Like they both had yeah. that weird, awkward <laughs> connection. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, I definitely know. Oh, okay. it was yeah. impressive. Like. She really did a good job at, I guess, inha- inheriting the, yeah, you know, the like, yeah, <laughs> mannerisms and stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, it was interesting. And actually, being a daughter, being a kid to your, mm-hmm. you know, you know, having your kid, like you told him to stay. She still came on the scene, uh, you know, to see dad at work. He said, "Why are you here? Yep. <laughs> Didn't I tell you to stay? <laughs> I just wanted to watch." And then Adam getting punched, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, overall, I I enjoyed the episode. I felt like it was fun, mm-hmm. and it kind of captured the 
heart of what can make Flash a really enjoyable show. And it gave us the good, you know, setup for the the big bad this season as well. So whoever that may be. I forget I've already forgot his yes. name. Assuming he's the big bad. And no one else comes. It seems like that's who they're teasing, but I guess we'll see. Unless they're gonna do, you know, meta of the week and he goes and kill him, kill him every time or something. Meta killer. See that would remind me of uh the season before last. The whole alchemist thing. God. Oh. Ew, yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. The Julian thing? What? Yeah, yeah. Where like the uh didn't like all the all the different metas were getting killed. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I Obviously, people have wanted the big bad to not be a speedster, which is fine. But then it seemed like we were going to get that and then it was going to be good last season. It just didn't didn't turn out that way. So I guess guess we'll see how things go this time around. Well, if anything Nora says is true, we got a lot of spoilers out of her. It's just a really funny scene as well. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, Cisco's just like, "Hey, spoilers! Don't talk about." Yep, she's literally spoilers <laughs> <Yeah>. walking around. <laughs> yeah. Say, so what do we do to beat this one? Uh, <laughs> that's basically all they have to do is ask her. Like, what do we do? They probably won't, though. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, so with that, uh, we are into a fresh new season of uh, of our DC shows. I will probably be watching Arrow this week and Supergirl. Supergirl is tonight. Yeah. Mm. Eric, do you know when Legends comes back? Uh, I actually have no idea. <laughs> okay. Should be this yeah. week, eh? <laughs> But you have enough time. You got a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um... So beyond that, uh, I did want to touch briefly on uh, another DC show that uh, has graced us with its with its presence. I guess if you want to put it that way, um, the uh, much talked about, much uh, ranted about by Tommy <laughs> Titans has officially come out. Now, uh, none of us have watched it except for except for Eric. Apparently, the first episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you know, I guess briefly, how how did you uh, how did you feel? <laughs> oh man, it was so nostalgic. Like, remember the time where Robin was like beats up a bunch of guys and like drags one's head like across the wall, and you see like blood and stuff. Uh, remember? Yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah, remember when? Episode. Remember how Starfire like actually kills people? <laughs> you mean? <laughs> remember like how Beast Boy became and abused his animorph powers and like just like was being a teenager and like stole stuff and being a t- being a criminal. Um, <laughs> remember how Raven? 
got abducted or was being attempted to get abducted by fake people like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know what the hell this show is right now. Um, <laughs> so this, you know, the scene with with Robin saying "fuck Batman," how it's different in context. It's not that different, really. Like, I think the same meaning comes across, like, no matter, like, what mm-hmm. he was doing. Like, I understand why, I guess I understand why he said it. It's still, it's still the same, like, reason why you would say fuck Batman in the first place. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if he said it sarcastically, no, it wasn't sarcastically or anything. So, I don't know where to, do you guys know where this takes place? This, this takes place in Detroit? Yeah, I was opposed to, I was like, What? Detroit become Batman. Oh my god. Detroit become Titans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Robin Robin <sighs> is a detective uh, working in Detroit. He gets a new partner. Um, partner has nothing to do with this first episode yet. Uh, we see we see what basically everyone's doing. I guess it's just the four characters. It's Robin, uh, Raven, Starfire, and Beast Boy at the very end. Like, he gets one small scene at the end. Um, and they do have him... They do use his powers, but it's, like, during the night, so they're hiding that CG. Mm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The thing with Starfire, I have no idea what's going on. It's really strange. Um, She's in... I think she's in Austria? What? Austria? I thought Why? she was speaking German for a lot of it. Oh but boy! You know stuff happened. Stuff happened. Um, people are after her. Things get caught on fire. Um, Ridiculous! Fire. <laughs> yeah, because her powers are fire. Ooh. Fire. There's a lot of violence. I guess I could say, like, I guess it should be expected because of how like dark and this tone is, and like you know, there's. There's a lot of blood. They show people getting hurt, like, brutally. Like, Robin does a lot more in um, not just that alleyway scene. He does a lot more, like, later on involving uh, a police car. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) He's becoming Batman. That's the problem. But he just said, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's like, well, who needs him? Like, I'm, I'm the new guy now. I'm the new Batman. I guess. Mini. Uh, <laughs> we do, we do get, a, we do get some of his backstory, like with the circus and stuff. Like, who hasn't seen that? Um, but apparently, everyone, almost everyone, everyone but Beast Boy, I guess, has some connection with Raven, uh, because Raven, or I guess. Her real name is Rachel. What? Is it Rachel? Oof. Huh? Rachel? I don't know. What? What is her real name, usually? Um, I don't know. Does she have a real yes, name? Yes, she does. I mean, she has... Um, I guess it's Rachel. I guess. Her, uh, I think her full name is like Roth. Rachel Roth or something like that. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, Rachel has to run away because something really bad happens. And she escapes to Detroit, where she tries to get Dick Grayson's help. Um, 
because people are after her. But she's Raven. Yeah, but she doesn't. She have like a a demon name too, or something like that. The demon. Uh, this demon. I forgot. This demon is like venom to her. She keeps talking to her like, "Hey, kill that guy," or "Hey, run away," <laughs> which uh, is actually a good thing because this is actually helping her stay away from bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it's just this demon is also a killer too. Like she doesn't understand what's happening. She can't control her powers and. When she's in that spot, it's like it awakens her, and then she starts going nuts. Yeah, her demon name is Pride. Yeah. She's the sin of Pride, I believe. Starfire has some connection with Raven. Like, she apparently was after Raven for some reason. We don't know why. She doesn't know why. Mm. Uh, (laughs) And I guess that's pretty much that first episode. Hmm. Alright. <laughs> well, once we all watch it, I suppose we would have seen what? The first three episodes? Next time we talk about it? Mm-hmm. If we survive that long? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I, say it was like a very. I can't say it was terrible or awful because I don't, I don't really think it was, but it wasn't like. It didn't really grab me either. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there are some interesting things to, I guess, that they play off, and, um, like, I'm kind of interested in what's, how Beast Boy fits into all of it, because he really hasn't, he only had one scene at the end, so, um, Hmm. yeah, there's not much, like, they give you a lot, but not enough answered, you know, I guess, as a start, like, they have all these questions. Man. So, um, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I guess that's one way to say it, like, without spoiling yeah. enough. I gotta give it its fair shot. I think I said, I think even on a, on a, one of the episodes that I was going to, so I have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we can, uh, touch on that next time, I guess, if we're able to, to watch it. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Right. So that wraps things up <laughs> for the, uh, the DC Power Hour. Let's go ahead and jump into the uh, the meat and potatoes. It's time for our fall anime 2018 picks and early impressions. Did you want me to do that first or Banana Fish? Nah, we'll do this first and we'll just kind of... Because Banana Fish is still going on. So it's not like we're doing like a series wrap-up or anything. True, so. good point. So yeah, so everybody... Uh, Pull out those charts. Let's get started. Um, oh, I guess we need to do Tommy's customary. What are we going to sort it by? <laughs> <laughs> the usual title. Whatever is okay. there when you open it. <laughs> All right. So for those of you uh, who may not have listened to the last episode, we mentioned briefly that uh, we were going to give our our picks for the fall season as we do with every season and uh, we were hoping to do that before the fall season started but uh, because of some delays cough cough Sean cough cough um, what? <laughs> we uh, we had to uh, we had to wait and uh, so fall has officially started 
and I know that some of us have picked up a few things. So we'll just kind of go down the line with what we are watching slash interested in and uh, what we've decided to watch. So uh, is anybody watching uh, Akane Sasu Shoujo? I'm curious about it. I saw the first episode. Oh, really? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was expecting to just be like, all right, moving on. <laughs> no. So oh, the, reason, so, uh, the so, yeah, only reason I'm watching this is because this was originally um, conceptualized by Kotaro Uchikoshi. Uh, and he is the creator of the Zero Escape trilogy games. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he also worked on the Punchline anime. Oh. Um, and he's known for having some really out of uh, blue, like, twists yeah. and revelations that you never expect. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what I'm here for, I guess. Like, I know, like, maybe you can predict something that's happening... But he kind of throws you in for a loop at the end. He leads you on. Yeah. It's like, nope. I'm, it's like, <laughs> you, you're not cu- quite sure what is going to happen. You have, a, you have a kind of like a guess, but then you're like totally wrong. <laughs> um, but from the first episode alone, I can't really explain it all that much because it kind of just goes into it right away. I mean, it's basically what the description says, how it's like the group of girls are gathered at some area. They use a radio to connect with, I guess, the some otherworldly presence. And they eventually, that happens to them, and they are in, like, another world. Um, and then they get attacked by, a weird, by weird creatures. And they get saved by this girl who looks exactly like the main character. And they both have a connection with this missing person, this person who's been gone for a long while now. Um, And that's kind of where it ends off. Like Like, she spends some time with, I guess, her doppelganger, so to speak, clone yeah like the other universe her or something and mm, like i don't even you know, like you know i don't i don't really have anything else to say because i just have so many questions about it so i can't really explain it it's <laughs> a good thing about questions yeah uh well i i can say that they are promoting sony walkman ha <laughs> i they still exist <laughs> i don't they do. Hmm. They know. do. They make. Oh, like, really? Standalone. I mean, I know. That, quote unquote. I know. Premium MP3 players. Oh, basically. yeah. I, I know, like, a few years ago, they did, like, have, like, a new design for it and stuff, but I wasn't sure if that was limited yeah. time. Yeah. No, apparently it's still a thing. Walkman. Okay. It seems like it's popular with, like, really serious audiophiles and stuff like that. Hmm. So. Interesting. Doesn't, looks, All right. doesn't look bad to me. Looks okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Bringing back cassettes like Guardians of the Galaxy. I should have should have known. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm curious about it. 
much of it, I'm going to watch it. Yes. We'll see. Cool. All right. So, uh, next up. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um. I don't think anybody's watching. Well, I no, no, I didn't. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I was about to say. I was like, again. <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on. Uh, Bakumatsu. Um, this is uh, no one's watching. Based this. on a, Studio Dean. It's based based on a game. Come on, is it? You love Studio Dean. I I can't even say it as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, I know, buddy. I know, no one is watching this thing that kind of looks like Yu-Gi-Oh and Beyblade. Nope. So, go um, away. Next up, uh, Beelzebub, Jono, Okini Mes, Mesu, Mama, 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 Mama. <laughs> um, is anybody watching this? Mm, oh, I the style looks kind of cool. I don't know if yet. I'm curious, but yeah. I don't I know. Guess not. No. <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. Next up, uh, Conception. I played like uh, an hour of this game. With the PS Vita, right? Yeah. I have yeah. this as well. <laughs> Conception Two. So yeah, I'm not familiar yeah. with this one. I don't think we ever got Conception before. Gonzo. No, I remember reading one. about it when it was first like coming out, and I just thought the summary was weird. I'm. I'm gonna be real with you whatever number prime minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, this isn't going to help the declining birth rate. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like that's really, this this game and this anime has a very uh, interesting premise. Yes, to say the least. it does. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I can watch for the yeah. game. How is Gonzo still alive? <laughs> you mean... Gonzo is eternal. Years of support, Sean. <laughs> I'm their one and only fan. Gonzo is eternal, <laughs> yo. How is this possible? <laughs> they are eternal, yo. Next. Um, no one's watching this. All right, next. <laughs> How do you know? You know say, I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, Here. I'm not no, watching I'm, it. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Sean may be watching it, though. No. Yes. But okay. I feel like it's I easier don't... just to go while we're watching at this point. Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> uh, already started, yeah. Next up, Double Decker, Duggan, Kirill. <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter talking about this. Oh, movie. really? Um, this looks bad. The visual style is interesting, to say the least. The what? The visual style. Oh. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's by Sunrise. Mm. And, oh. Uh, is it Mecca? No, I, uh, um, the premise doesn't sound bad. So I watched it just this. Seems weird. Oh, oh, okay. I did watch okay. this. Um, I think it's supposed to be related to Tiger and Bunny. I don't know how <laughs> related. Hold up, hold up, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How is this already on episode four? I think they showed the first episode early, like a month ago. Ah, okay. I don't know how. Really weird. Said it started on the thirtieth. Huh. Interesting. Okay. So you did watch this, so uh-huh. go ahead. Um, the music is fantastic. It's pretty. Oh. It's pretty cool. It has like yeah. Sunrise usually does pretty good with their music. So um, there's like a crime unit. They all have to 
team up in twos. That's why it's, I guess it's the double-decker system, whatever they call it. It's like the buddy system, except they call it the double-decker system. Buddy. Ah, this um, is what reminded me of Buddy Complex, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess it's a little, like, odd. But, uh, like, there's a narrator for this show, and the narrator has a character. Like, it... It starts out with, like, the main character saying, like, this is a story of how I became a hero and stuff. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, we're just kidding. Like, no, that's not, this isn't actually that. Um, it kind of is, but he, but that's not, like, really the whole show. Hmm. He He's, like, this dude, I guess he's, mm, he is, he ends up as, like, one of the cops but then he gets transferred as one of the, I guess, the special crime unit uh, at the end. And he, I guess he just wants to be a really good officer. And he he gets himself into situations, like, unintentionally. And, uh, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like just a regular crime show, except all these characters you see are like they have they're wearing really fancy clothes they have like their own special kind of uh wackiness to them they all have nicknames like the girl in pink hair is called pink the the boss is called boss wow the the <laughs> so creative the guy he teams up with at the end is the veteran <laughs> yes. um there's a there's a girl with a buzz cut who's called the boxer wow um I'm curious about her because we haven't really seen her do anything yet. Um, and there's like a girl with brown hair, short brown hair, who is also new. And then hmm. there's like a computer chick who who is the partner with uh, the boxer. The boxer. Yeah, so I don't know how to really... I guess got the same feeling of... What is it? Ooh, that's um, what she looks like, huh? Coyote Ragtime show. What? Whoa, whoa! Whoa! I'm talking about just like the kind of tone you get in the music. Oh my! I think I may have to. Um, I mean, hmm. I didn't really follow the whole show, so maybe that's a little off. But that's the kind of feeling I get based on like how the characters are designed and like the world they're in, the tone. And there's some relation to Tiger and Bunny. Huh. I think the, someone said that. Yeah. It's the character designer from Tiger and Bunny. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, you can definitely see that. Sunrise yeah. also made Tiger and Bunny. I don't think it's the same mm-hmm. universe, unless I'm mistaken. Mm, I guess we'll find out. I like this boxer chick, though. Mm. Yeah, I think she and the girl are a, an item. I feel like they are. I guess that makes sense. The computer girl? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, well, interesting. I guess we will uh, await further updates yeah. on this. Um, next up, the final season of Fairy Tale. Is anyone watching it at all? Man, I thought this is already done. <laughs> uh, I think the manga has been. Done oh yeah, the manga has been done right? like for like what four yeah. years now. I don't know if it's been four years. Maybe like two years. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Sadly, no. <laughs> I'm not watching it. Well, it's it's ending. Yay, I guess. Um, 
Uh, is anyone watching uh, Gakuen Basara? I haven't heard favorable. Well, oh, oh, oh. Not about it itself, but some people who were fans of the, you know, the actual Senkaku Basara. They were like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. we don't want this. I did see. I did see a funny clip from one of the first. I think it was maybe the first or second episode that looked interesting. It could be but, funny if it's just purely comedy. I would completely I think write it, it off. It could be something like they uh, were all. Fumo. The clip that I saw, they were all playing baseball, mm-hmm. and it seemed very like over the top. Um. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, now this this is the star ah, yes. of the anime season. Um, I will be watching. I this. have not watched this. <laughs> I was supposed to before we started, but time ran out. <laughs> ah, yes. So, Goblin Slayer has been the uh, the talk of the anime twitters. Uh, In what, uh, anybody watching it at all? I uh, keep I seeing this one scene that's very reminiscent of Berserk. Yes, I think you know that's what I've heard. I think you know what scene I'm talking about. I've heard that this is like Grapes. it feels like it's trying too hard to be like Berserk. You would think that, <laughs> like in a almost like a inauthentic way, I guess. Mm, what I've seen of the manga, I wouldn't say. I, it's basically about a dude who kills goblins. So. I can't remember the exact reason why. But I think one of his lines is the only good goblin is a, is a dead goblin. <laughs> I think something like that. I don't know. But um, yeah, I really want to watch this. But like you said, I haven't been keeping up with social media about it. I only heard certain things. People were complaining that it's so violent. And I'm like, gee, a show that's called Goblin Slayer. Hmm. I wonder what it's going to be about. I can't imagine... What kind of content would it be known for? Especially if you already the manga was already out. Gee, is it gonna be violent? Hmm. Are there gonna be other things in it that aren't you know <laughs> pretty? I can't. Who knows? I can't tell. It's gonna be a show of fairies and and glitter and all of that. No, come on. <laughs> if you couldn't tell by my. I, some people were complaining that it was so violent to the point where I think Crunchyroll made a statement and said that they were going to put a warning uh, uh, notice okay. at the beginning of each episode now. And I'm like, really? At least they're not putting like the uh, the weird black fog that they do over certain <sighs> anime that are violent. Did, did they do this for Berserk? I don't think they did. I don't know. And again, Berserk don't wasn't know. really... Not well animated. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, The next next time is a uh, very, very good standout, which uh, I have not started yet. But uh, started. I mean, the first season. Oh yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I finally finished. Oh, okay, good, good, Um, good, good. good. Yeah, but uh, I'm really excited to watch this. Just haven't had a chance to yet. Yeah, haven't had a chance to. So the second season of Golden Kamui. Yes. And I feel that we will have many discussions on this throughout the uh, the season. Is anybody else picking this up at all? Um, I still need to get through the rest of the first season. But, yeah, I do plan to get through that so I can watch the second one. Great, 
great, great. I feel like Sean would really like this if he would give it a chance. Uh, only if there's promise of more CG bears in the second season. Only that one episode <laughs> that had a CG bear in it. Only that if every it. episode has a CG bear in it, then I shall watch it. This guy. No, but seriously, I think you but would really, really enjoy I, it. I, I do think that you would like it. No, I mean, I think, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about this series in particular, but from what I've been seeing of the anime, I, I'm probably just do the manga route, if anything. Mm. Hmm. Well, the don't let the bear scene like ruin it for you. <laughs> like, I mean, besides that, that too, really I feel like the animation part, just like, looks not bad per se, but just average on the whole. Ah, uh, it gets better as it, as the first season goes along. It gets considerably better, to be honest. Hmm. Um. I don't know how the second season is going to look, but honestly, by the end of the first season, I was pretty pleased with the quality overall. Maybe. Yes. I'm still leaning towards the manga. Um, so, uh, next up, I don't know, it looks like some kind of sports anime. Are you watching this? That song? looks like Leon, doesn't it? Nope. <laughs> Wrong color. It really does. <laughs> and I don't wear glasses. Um. Anyway, um. Uh, Eric, are you gonna watch the this new season of Ace Attorney? Um, I've been watching it actually. Oh. Okay. Uh, so it's two episodes so far. This is animating the third game. Um, although it the first episode they adapted an episode, a case from the second game that they skipped over in the first season. Um, and then I do know that they're planning to do some original content in there as well. I'm not sure when that will be, but I guess we'll, we'll have to see. Um, so, so far, uh, I guess it's just about the same. The The quality is just slightly better. It's a um, different studio, isn't it? The, uh, Cloverworks, I think, is like a subsidiary for... Who did A1, A1, I thought, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a subsidiary of A1. Okay. Huh. From what I know. Yeah. There's a lot of Cloverworks this season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure, like, I'm not what, sure. like, why did, why there is, but, yeah, so, so far, like, the first episode, I mean, it felt pretty rushed because they crammed it's like only two segments long, but they put that all into like one episode. So they just kind of go through it really quickly. Um, but now that they're starting with the third game, this is where we learn the history, like Phoenix's past. Um, and that like culminates into to the present where someone from his past uh, is affecting, like causing a lot of trouble for him not just him but like his mentor and his assistant uh so it's like the big epic end of the trilogy which is why a lot of people like really love the the third game a lot because it's like the perfect ender and this as far as i know the third game has never been adapted into any form of media uh, that depicts these characters before so this i think this will be the first time that we'll actually see them so that has a lot of fans excited to see like the the final villain 
and uh, the newest prosecutor, um, Goto, who is related to uh, Phoenix's past. Just slightly. But yeah, there's a lot of like crazy stuff that happens. Uh, we won't get there for a while because it's just a bunch of like small, well, small cases. They, they are thematically related to um, what goes on like for developing Phoenix as a character. Like this, that whole game was about betrayal and poisoning <laughs> is involved a lot. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of poisoning involved and betrayal and blackmail. That's like a, a, the recurring themes for that game. So, I'm just excited to see how they handle it. I'm not like totally expecting it to be like grandiose because I'm expecting it to be just like the first season where they had some mm-hmm. some changes that are good, some changes that aren't so good, and overall kind of like a mixed bag. Cool. Well, uh, hopefully yeah. it uh, lives up to your expectations. I mean, so. yeah, I will say it's probably not for anyone who hasn't played the game before. Yeah, and I can't watch it it's because re- of that. It's really hard to mm-hmm. digest it as an anime because there are a lot of things that you don't really know why they're there unless you've played the game before. Mm-hmm. Understandable. So... Uh, Nobody's watching this next one. Jay-Z staff. <laughs> Is anybody watching the Sumo Boys? Uh, no. Sean? Uh, Sean it nope. Like Gonzo. Like, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's not the reason nope. why. Nope. But, mm. All right. Um, I don't think anybody's watching this next one. Literally a Chinese cartoon. <laughs> it's just bootleg anime. <laughs> <laughs> um... Inazuma Eleven, I assume no. <laughs> is anybody is anybody willing to give Ingress a shot? I thought you might have. I it looks interesting to me. It looks like I don't know. Psychopaths. Yeah, it Ooh. looks like Psychopaths. So, <laughs> um, we'll see. I, don't know if this I may is... I may at least watch the first episode. Wait, wait, it hasn't come out. Yeah, it hasn't aired. So still got a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I may give that a shot. It's one of those late ones. Um. Yeah. Uh, this next one, uh, Irozoku Sekai. Anybody watching that? I saw this one. Oh, you did? Okay. I didn't hear anything about anyone talking about this. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about this yet. Yeah. Um, it's. There's nothing really yet that. <laughs> um, I will say there's time traveling involved in the first episode. Like, that's part of the premise right here. Of the main character who when they say lost her sense of color they that's what they really mean she's not like colorblind she really lost a sense of color um and we see her like her perspective of the world a few times so i guess what i really didn't know was that this was set like sometime in the far future and she's sent back in time to 2018 where she would meet her grandmother as a 17-year-old. Um, I wasn't sure exactly why she was sent to the past. Like, it was all, like, t- told 
by her grandmother, like, in the very beginning, uh, very quickly, and then it happened. And there are high school students involved. Of course. Not much, not much else to go by, just that she's stuck in the past, and she has to find her grandmother, who isn't... She's not there currently. I think she was, like, away on a trip. And she meets Sounds this... very enthralling. She meets this uh, guy, well... This guy who um, is an artist, like, he, a digital artist. And for some, re- for some reason, when she sees him, she is able to see color, like, for the first time in, I guess, forever or something. And it's, like... It's really pretty when you see it. <laughs> um, well, I guess for PA works, they, they're really good with their visuals. Yeah. So when you see it, it's kind of like... I guess it's kind of like a music video where it's like the things, these things in the picture come to life, these illustrations all around, like the camera spinning around. So you're basically saying that it's Take On Me. <laughs> no, because that ha- that's only in black and white. <laughs> this actually has color now. <laughs> But only she sees it this way. And the guy's just like staring at her like, what the hell? Who are you? What are you doing? Um, that's kind of where it ends. So it could be a okay. sleeper. I mean, if it, it could be. Could be. It feels like a PA work show right now. Hmm. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, moving on. <laughs> uh Nobody's watching this Ooh, next one. Slow down. Hold up, boy. Yo-yo. Actually, <laughs> real meat and potatoes, I think. There it is. All right, boys. This is the big one for this season, I think. For JoJo. Kind of bizarre. Strike a pose. So, the fifth bit, story arc. So, I'll, I'll let you guys take before it. Before we uh, get into part five specifically, I know Leon has uh, oh, yeah. a progress report progress support for us regarding his part four journey oh i completed it <laughs> clearly so Since how already... is it not to do like an in-depth review of it but what do you think overall i really really enjoyed it um i probably would even say more so than part three yeah part four ranks very highly with with most people i would say with the majority because <laughs> the it was like the characters, I just loved pretty much each and every one of them. Even, I even found myself, you know, uh, giving a nod to the villain because he was so, he was so, what's the word? Determined. You know, until the very end. Like, he could not lose until, you know, he really didn't have any more options left on the table. Yeah, uh, Kira is very interesting, especially with the way the author kind of paints him. Like he's essentially just a serial killer in this small town, mm-hmm. but he just wants to be left alone. He's just like, why does everyone keep bothering me? I just want to kill people. Because you kill people. <laughs> That's why. I just want to be left alone. I want to live my simple life and just kill innocent women every now and then. Um, why can't people leave me alone? And I felt that this part was also where... The stands even got more creative. Yes, yes, definitely. Like right. that, that shot out right at me immediately. I'm like, wow. You can see 
like on it's almost on a different level the way he uses stands in part four mm-hmm. compared to part three with the way the abilities are used and conceived like you notice in part three they're almost like and it's understandable because he's just kind of starting to use the concept of stands back then yeah. but they were very basic powers right where and here they get very um creative and in-depth and some that are so out of nowhere like like what was that like the the transmission tower is a that was like probably one of the weirdest stands it's an in quote-unquote independent stand mm-hmm. i believe is what it's referred to as yeah it's like basically you have a stand that you can't c- control which is kind of dangerous but yeah it was all so it was just great it was overall once i finished it i'm like oh man it's over i won't be seeing these characters anymore again wink 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah um I rated higher than I think I actually did rate it higher than uh, part three, but it like I say so far, it's I just part love JoJo leagues, <laughs> leagues above part three in my opinion. Yeah, it's like it's been a journey. Like the journey has been climbing a stairway. Part one I liked, part two like even more. Part three more than that. Part four. Even more, like you said, more steps up. That's like jumping like a whole few levels of a floor. And yep. now I've moved on to part five. Just in time. Golden Wind? Golden, golden Wind. Experience. I, at first I was like, is it Golden Wind or Golden Experience? I think the, gold experience. the crunchy sub calls his stand Golden Wind. Yes, which is weird. I didn't realize it because I forgot about the sub that you told me about. So I had to watch it again. Because I heard him say Gold Experience and it didn't click that I was reading Golden Wind. And I was like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. He said Gold Experience. Yeah, he's, yeah they don't want to. Uh, Crunchy obviously doesn't want to get in trouble with the American copyright. So the gold experience is his stand, which is a reference to the Prince album, Gold yeah, Experience. Yeah. <laughs> so they, even though he clearly says gold experience out loud in Japanese, they changed that subtitle to Golden gold Wind. Wind. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> See, I guess I understand, but really, come on. It's like, give, us, give it a break. But, um, yeah, uh, I guess we can just dig into this so far. Um. First two yeah. episodes, I am already blown away. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a solid start so far. I, I was just surprised to see, oh, no, Dio. <laughs> oh, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, I bet you weren't expecting. I didn't. Of course I don't know how much you knew about part five going in. I may have seen some stuff in the past, manga-wise. Well, did you know I he just, was his son, Dio's son, Giorno? No, I, no okay. I don't think so. I may I may have seen it, but it didn't stick. Like, maybe during one of the games or something. Yeah. But it just didn't stick. So when I, you know, saw this, I'm like, oh, God. It's like, no. Then I instantly started to think, wait a minute. 
how the hell does he have a son? He kills women. Uh, well, drinks their blood, which kills them. But yeah, same thing. Well, he kept one alive just for plot reasons. But yeah, they didn't even explain it. <laughs> the narrator was literally like, he always saw women as food and tools. So it is unknown how <laughs> one woman managed to survive. Yeah, the, the reason's not important. It, it happened, whatever. Yeah, it's like, it just happened. It's like, here's the story. Here's how he grew up. It was terrible. <laughs> terrible childhood. Terrible mother. I'm glad oh, really they went with the uh, the color choice of his pink outfit. <laughs> because I think when you read the manga, a lot of people assume it's blue. Mm-hmm. Like a classic kind of Japanese uniform. Blue, dark blue. Yeah. So I think pink was like one of the kind of alternate colors you see in a, a color spread every now and then. So very, very good choice to go with pink. I'm happy they did that. I was actually really surprised at his stand ability because I was like, okay, main character. Let's see what he's going to be doing. So when he came mm-hmm. up with this, he gives life to things. I was like, oh boy, even more creativity. <laughs> yep. It's like literally anything he touches, he gives life. So like, even though I understand that, I still don't know like how far that could go. It is just he, he uses it in very interesting ways, and you'll you'll see that the more you watch. Yeah, because so he has far, a very diverse ability. He turned money into butterflies. Um, what else, man? What he turned? He into? turned he a turned tooth some, into gold. Uh, into, a tooth into, into a, a fly, fly to track that other guy. Um, he turned oh a returning character who I did not expect to see. Koichi, yes, Koichi. he he's back. I'm like oh, it's like are you going to be the only character returning? It's like who knows, <laughs> but um I don't expect to see Josuke, but I guess I'll see. Um, you'll I won't say anything, but yeah, you'll see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and his other ability, which seems to be, what, overloading your soul or <laughs> something? He, he overloads it. the other person's senses, so they hmm. essentially go out of whack. They, they, they process too fast, and your body is kind of like in a perpetual state of slowing down. Yeah, I, I really want to see how, how he uses that going forward. And um, I how do you pronounce the other character's name? His Bruno? last name? Oh, his last name. Yeah, I uh, wanted to say his last name, but yeah, Bruno. It's like an Italian Bru- name. Yeah, that um. Oh yeah, he's an interesting character. But at for <clears throat> before I knew he was a he, I was like, hmm, I don't know what you are. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Until I saw the cutout, so, <laughs> I was like, oh, you're a guy. <laughs> part five also. Kind of marks that transition in Araki's art style from going from, I guess, part one to four. The characters are drawn in a very masculine way. Yeah. <laughs> Where part five and forward, his style starts to change and develop into kind of more androgynous kind of <laughs> looking characters. I was like, what are you? <laughs> Like, imagine, like, I mean, if you look back on part one, everyone's just really buff, huge, burly yep. men. <laughs> and then kind of transition to, I guess, a decade later, almost, I think, when part five was published. 
the art style change is like so dramatic. It's like, wow, is this really by the same guy? <laughs> yep. But I'm supposed to wonder when he writes these. Is it during the time that they take place? Um, this takes place in I think he said 1990. Uh, I thought this was late 90s. I thought that was 1998. Part 4 was 99. And this 99. is 2001. Yeah. Because even in the intro song, they used to say, it says 1999, Bizarre Summer. That's a good question. I, I don't honestly remember off the top of my head. I know. Yeah, I think in the first part, episode, they said 2001. It might have been. I don't know. We have to yeah. check on that one. So we're in the 21st century. <laughs> Yes. Which is kind of surprising. Though, one thing that I forgot to mention that stuck out to me was that for some reason they said his hair, his hair turned blonde. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. It's like, I wonder if that's going to play uh, any reason, you know, any No, I mean, plot line they, they mentioned just- like he's half Japanese, half, I guess... Dio was in Jonathan's body in part three, so he's half British. <laughs> Technically, right? I guess. He's half British, half Japanese, because that yeah, he's in Jonathan's body, so okay. So there's so, no story. Like, well, I mean, he was born with black hair, and I think, as they yeah, just mentioned, it just turned blonde turned as his standability awakened over time. Hmm. Okay. Very weird. But it makes sense. That hairstyle of his is very unique as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Two episodes in. Now I want to be a gang star. Yeah, boy. <laughs> uh, I just can't wait to see what new stands come, you know, come about. And how Jos- oh, Josuke Jotaro and Koichi play a role in this. Yeah. Uh, um, well, Josuke. I don't want to say anything. You'll see. Hmm. All right. <laughs> but I'm. Um, yeah, I'm glad you're caught up because I guess part four and going forward, it kind of, it kind of shows why JoJo is as popular as it is, mm-hmm. due to like the stand abilities and kind of the visual style mm-hmm. of the overall series. The as opening. A, go ahead. Go ahead. As a, I guess, like again, Araki's use of stands and the use of powers, it it it, it kind of showcases how unique, especially as a, a shonen series, how unique it yeah. is among others. Like, there's no other series like this at all. Yeah. Oh, I could say that for sure. For certain. Yes. So <laughs> uh, the opening, I I think, it has to grow on me. It hasn't. Yeah, I thought it was alright. It's by Coda. They did the part two opening. Yeah, okay. I was wondering. So I think there's a, a bit of hype for for this one that didn't it didn't live up to. Because mm-hmm. unlike, you know, the openings from the previous parts didn't immediately grab me. Like part four, oh man. My first one, I really got me. Second, mm-hmm. I thought the second was okay. And then the last one. Uh, I thought that was also great, especially when they did the whole thing with Kira reversing it, coming down to the end of the series. Oh, yeah, because of Bites the Dust. 
Yeah, but I think <laughs> we all know, even those who are not watching JoJo, what <laughs> 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 the real star. <laughs> So we're going to talk uh, about the ending. <laughs> oh, man. I, was, I have to say this now. As I was watching it, episode two, and, ep- and it ended, I legit had to, to minimize <laughs> the player because I thought, one, I had a YouTube window open, or <laughs> my iTunes started playing. Because <laughs> I said, wait a minute. Why do I? Why am I hearing Jodeci is freaking here? <laughs> I looked at the screen and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I think that's another reason people love, like, this, the anime so much, too, is they're, they're wondering, like, what's going to be the ending. <laughs> they want to know. Because they, they know it's going to be good. That really surprised the hell out of me. They know I, they're going to pick something special, and it was indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, it's not Gangster's Paradise, but I think they, they knocked it out of the park again. <laughs> I couldn't. Oh man, I couldn't get it, get over it. I was like, "Wow!" I, I even started clapping. I'm like, "Yes, yes!" <laughs> like, I, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to it each and every time now. Oh yeah. Uh, that was so good. Yeah, no, I, I just can't wait to see what else comes because there wasn't any preview for the last yeah, episode. Yeah, um... at least the title, anyway. For some reason, I don't know why. I can't wait till they introduce the. Uh, they're showed in the opening the other gang members. Uh, I saw a few of them. Yeah, one they, is they a girl. have. One is a girl. I think. <laughs> Isn't it? I'm pretty sure. See, this I is checked. the part where you start questioning. No, no, no. A girl. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I looked. At, I looked at the chest area, and I'm like, okay. You have a protrusion. <laughs> so I think you're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> there is one girl in the opening. Yeah, they showed her. Okay. She doesn't come till much, much later, but yeah, she is a girl. Okay. So I was going to say, no! My senses are failing. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, it's Jojo. Actually, when, I, when I'm reading part eight, sometimes I'm like, is that oh, a girl boy. or a guy? <laughs> <laughs> like, it takes me a while, a few pages to, like, kind of decipher what it is. <laughs> but yeah, it's Jojo, and the hype is real. Hype is real, Shay. Just waiting on you. Uh, I'm gonna add it to the list. Maybe someday. (laughs) Hey, if I can do it, that I'm making no no promises at all on that one. (laughs) But we'll see. You know, you want to watch it, especially with that ending. Uh, Man, it did make me want to watch it. When you close your eyes. Well, uh, I was actually in the supermarket the other day, and I heard um, that Savage Garden song playing from Part Four. Oh, wow. and I was like, I just thinking of that immediately. <laughs> I think of JoJo right away. So, uh, I guess the next one that we've got uh, is another one that I know you're at least watching, Sean, right? Uh, Dim Running Boys. Yeah, we're watching Run Boys. Oh yeah, Running Boys. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, um, production I'm IG. I'm pro- caught up to this as well. Uh, full name is Kazega Suyoku Fueteru. Um, so this is originally, I think it was a light novel, like maybe a decade ago. Then it got a very short manga adaptation, and then now it's an anime. But I think 
the primary source of what they're drawing inspiration from is the light novel, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so this is, what I, again, what I like about this, this is a college setting anime. Mm-hmm. It's a sports series, and it is about a, uh, a yearly marathon they hold in Japan every year called the Hakone Ekiden, which is, and this is still insane, I think. It's a, it's a marathon from Tokyo to Hakone and back. Holy crap. And I've taken the train from Tokyo to Hakone. <laughs> and How long was that? That train was like, and this is in the Shinkansen, so it was like an hour and a half. Oh, whoa, whoa. So I can't even imagine how long this takes people to do for a run. And this is roughly 135 miles. Jeez. That's one way? Uh, or both ways? No, it says total run, so I'm assuming the run trip. That's total run. Oh, crap. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so the whole premise is like this kind of rundown track team that that's been dead for so long and this one guy wants to revive it but he needs a 10-man team to start it up again to join the Hakone Ikiden. Um so pretty good first two episodes so far there hasn't actually been any running aside from that short scene in episode one kind of the first two episodes are kind of just setting up the premise and the character introductions and getting the gang together so to speak um but I've been enjoying it so far. I like the mm-hmm. the cast so far. It's a fun cast. The, I like yes. the character dynamics. Everyone has their own kind of personality to them. I agree. Especially Haiji. <laughs> Which one's that again? That's the main one. That's the main guy bringing everyone together. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the demon. The ogre. The, the ogre demon. I enjoyed what he did in the second episode where he basically attacked everyone's weakness. Yes, yes. So you don't run. It's like, hey, you know, it would be pretty expensive to move all of this manga out of here. So, <laughs> be pretty unfortunate. <laughs> like, what? Like, when he did that, that whole sequence, I was like, okay. I, I okay. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> so, I really like this. Yeah, I think this will be a good one at the. I'm definitely getting some Haikyuu vibes, but that, that's, again, it's a sports series, but also it's the same character designer from Haikyuu as well. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Like, why they look so familiar? I was like, oh, that's why. Oh, okay. All right. Great. So, so uh, this is looking like it's two core as well, 23 episodes, which I'm, I'm pretty happy for. I like a long sports series. Yes. So the running will start next episode, I guess. <laughs> well, they'll probably train for yeah. 10 episodes, I would imagine. <laughs> then the, the last stretch will be the race. Or I it, I guess it's not a... It's a race, I guess, right? It's a relay race. Yeah. But it's crazy. They do it in January... Early January. January 2 to 3. I'm I it's s- like... It's like... Dead cold, I'd imagine. Mm, Either like, covered in snow or super windy. That's like such a weird time to do it. I swear I've heard of this race before. In some 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 place else, I don't know where. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Looking forward to looking forward to the rest, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
so uh Studio you Dean. S- you skipped Studio one, Dean. by the way. That's just a white If you click on it, you'll see an when actual you, When you start the episode, it's just a white image, too. Nothing's even yeah, playing. I don't, I don't, I don't want to watch just a white image. I'm, I'm not about that. <laughs> it's, it's minimalist. <laughs> um, circus. No, we're going to skip we're gonna skip quite a few here, because um, I did watch it. By the way, we watched. Oh, you did? <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. I watched white you image. Just watched white image for 23 minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what made you want to watch this? Um, okay, so this is Karakuri Circus. It's from I've never seen this guy's other stuff, but he created Ushio Totora. I think that's what it's called. Okay. Um, so this is about uh, this boy, Masaru. He's basically Robin because he was at a circus and people got killed at a circus. That's his origin story. Um, But the thing is, he doesn't become a superhero or anything. He inherits a big fortune um, and these people are after him. So he's been running from these people for like a while after his father gets killed. And... He bumped into this guy, Narumi, who decidedly goes to help him because uh, he sees the kid, Masaru, getting, like, taken by these, like, guys in black suits. So he follows them, and, um, like, he's holding, like, the kid has his, like, briefcase, and I guess he was given this briefcase... Uh, after his father got killed because it's like he have to like take this briefcase with you because there's something inside it and so the big guy in the army he follows he follows the kid and the guys who are taking him and there are they end up at like a circus near a circus where like on a train they get taken he gets taken on a train and there's a big fight that happens so, I'd say the fights will be really interesting in the show because these guys in black suits are actually puppets. Hmm. And so when the guy, when Narumi's like beating them up, you see like parts of the puppets just like get blown, teared and stuff. And it's like when he punches them, the head like snaps back or whatever, or like the arm goes all the way in the back. So... He thought he was like dislocating their arm and shoulder and stuff, but it was like no, they're actually puppets. And then he like they uh, relocate themselves. You know, it's kind of like Terminator, where it's like the head gets snapped, but then it snaps back in form. So there's some creepy stuff there. And then he gets saved by this girl named Shirogane. She's this chick with silver hair and eyes, and she's a master of Karakuri puppets. And that seems to be, like, the whole thing about this show is that there are these puppets. Um, they're... The car creep puppets are, like, the puppets with a lot of mechanism involved in it. You can, like, control them with wires. Like, if you're familiar with um, Konkuro from Naruto, he used the, those puppets. So, these puppets, like, Shirogane has a briefcase open, and it's actually a, a giant puppet called Arlequin, and she uses this to fight off against the other puppets. Harley Quinn, huh? Arlequin. 
So there's a lot of really interesting fighting involved because of the whole puppetry and stuff. So it, it's pretty interesting to watch. I, heard, I think I heard that this could be something pretty good. Yeah, the, the animation is pretty um, pretty solid. And um, I guess because it's the this creator, uh, the designs, they have kind of an old school feel. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought his art was always um, good looking. Especially for, um, you said Ushio Tutora? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he has that, uh, that's 80s, huh? 80s feel to it, yeah. I think. Yeah, oh, very uh, yeah, 80s, this, late, late this early 90s. A, yeah, this manga's from 97. Oh, that one is from 97. Okay. Yeah. Which year should be like early, you know, late eighties, early nineties. All right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. So I think this I might be something I'd want to check out. Yeah. At some point, because I think I did actually queue it up at some point. So who knows? Mm-hmm. I too enjoy white images. <laughs> so uh, next up. Uh, We've got Kira Kira Happy. <laughs> what? Get out of here. No. Um, all right. Let's see. No. 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 Wait, 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 wait. Wait, stop. Wait, I'm, I'm not watching, watching anything, are you? I'm watching stop. Release the Spice. <laughs> I don't know how far you went in. No, I, was, I, I wasn't to that one yet. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, so, Radian. Oh, you're watching that one? I did see this one. Holy yes. shit! Okay, <laughs> I, I was checking out a bunch of stuff because I wasn't I wasn't sure what I was okay. going to see. Um, so this oh. I found out was from a French manga artist. French. Uh, Tony Valent is his name. So he created this manga. Um, like he was also an illustrator for it too. So I thought it was really interesting because there's you can tell there's a lot of shonen inspiration from. His designs. Um, the story itself feels like a shonen story. Um, it's about sorcerers, and they have to fight off against these things called the nemesis. Um, it, I guess, it, the tone kind of—it kind of felt like the world in fairy tale. I mean, I, I never really read through the whole thing, but that's mm-hmm. kind of what you get. It's like that old timey village and stuff. And the villagers, like, they don't really care about the sorcerers because they'd cause trouble. But when the, if the nemesis, like, comes around, they need the sorcerers to fight them off. Hmm, and that's okay. where the little kid comes in. Like, he's, like, he wants to be, like, a really cool sorcerer. And then he has, like, his, I guess, mentor? Um, mentor character played by uh, Romy Park. I knew. I just knew that she had to be her. I looked at the character design. Yeah. For the big hair chick, right, Alma. Yeah. I was like, right. as soon as he said that, I was like, I am not surprised. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do. I did have some interest in watching this, and I may. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know. Are you going to continue with this? Um, I probably will because. Uh, I actually have, like, a bunch of the ones I saw, they weren't really action-oriented. There's only a few. Mm-hmm. And this was the one that was like, oh, that looks 
kind of shown any. I guess we'll see, like, how the action is. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are a lot of characters that haven't shown up yet that I'm interested in seeing. Like, there's a, like, orange-haired girl. Um, oh, yeah. There's only, yeah, you only you saw, like, the main character, Seth, and um, Alma so far. What if she's an Ojo Samo? And then they talk about like these uh, other heroes that he wants, or sorcerer heroes that he wants to be like. So hmm. that's where we're at. All right, we got an interesting feel from this. Mm-hmm. I can tell it's French though. Yeah. The names of the characters: uh, Seth, Alma, Doc. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I have some interest in that, so you may be able to talk about that yeah. in the future with someone else. <laughs> so what's next? Oh, Sean's. Yeah, now we can. Yes, this this sounds like an anime that Sean would. Like. I wasn't actually. I was surprised. To watch this actually. At <laughs> was first. it because of Namori's character design? That too, I do like her character designs. Um, mm. Yeah. Actually, we. I saw this as well. So. I was with I was with friends, and we just just randomly watched this. I wasn't planning to pick this up at all. <laughs> but uh, uh-huh. <laughs> release the spice. Um, so I only watched the first episode. I don't know if you watched two of them, Eric. I've only saw the first one. Okay, so it's essentially a very. I don't know how to describe. It. This is a very weird show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like, going to be like Sailor Moon as covert ops. And it kind of is because they have a moon logo, and yeah. there are five of them. <laughs> it's like Sailor Moon. It's not really Magical Girl though, but it has like Sailor Moon vibes. But they're more like superhero spies. Yeah. Like by day they're what, normal. Totally spies. They're like yeah. It's like the total. It's uh, this is <laughs> totally anime. Spies. Totally spies. By day they're just normal <laughs> high school girls. By by night they fight crime. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm I'm on board. Okay. Um, I mean, the sailor thing, you already had my interest. This epi- I mean, I think the show is very, very much, it's going to be like a dumb, dumb, but very fun type of vibe to it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should explain. Uh, the spice is because they get super powered by eating spice. Oh, like, whatever has spice in it. Okay. Yeah, they, they start shooting up with spices. I think you guys have already sold us. And <laughs> Me and the <Shane>. main character, <laughs> so the main character Momo, she has a very good sense of smell, and also taste. So she can recognize a bunch of different spices, and she loves spicy food, and also taste. And she can, she can tell how a person is physically feeling by licking them. Oh. <laughs> this is gonna make make for some great doujinshi later. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tommy's already queuing up his. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then, because of that ability, she's recruited into this uh, spy organization. And actually, the the first scene. Oh, that's why it's spelled spice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're, they're spice. <laughs> I didn't catch him doing this. That's, that's why. <laughs> oh my! All right, goodness. this is this is already. So, I haven't even watched this. In the, the first five movie. minutes of the first episode is actually pretty neat. They have this kind of uh, elaborate spy sequence with the, the girls. They try to break in into somewhere, 
And again, there's some Mission Impossible slash James Bond kind of classic spy movie vibes you get from the episode as well during the action sequences. Um, again, it's very much cute girls kind of doing these things. So there's not much substance here, but like again, it's very much dumb fun. Mm-hmm. So I, if you can take this lightly, I think you'll enjoy it. All right. <laughs> they also have three animal mascots, so you can tell they're what they're trying to do. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and they each all have their own thing. Like, there's a girl with like a scar on her right eye, and she uses a sword. There's like a sniper girl. Gunsling a girls now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. This is the one. All right. This is it. And I mean, this Peter. is the one we will all be watching, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to watch this before I go to bed, if not tomorrow. <laughs> Speaking of uh, anime of the year, we have Seishin Butai Yarowa Bunny Girl oh, Senpai No Yume Wominai. Just use the English name, which would be uh, Rascal Does Not no. Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I watched this uh, all two episodes. I knew it. I, I knew you of would. Of course, I, knew one you would watch I saw the first one. <laughs> I, uh, so, all right. I'll Can guess. you explain what the show is? So, from what I've gathered so far, two episodes in. There, okay. There's the main character, and well, the main characters. I guess we may go out, go on this. He's um, a sort of the girl. Her name is Mai. She's the girl you'll see in the bunny suit. And Never heard of her. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone, she okay. She's a celebrity, and she's experiencing this phenomenon where some people can't see her. So one of the main reasons why she was wearing that bunny outfit was to see if she can. Um, get the attention of, you know, random passerbys. And that's how the main character, Sakuta, ends up encountering her in the library. So they, you know, they chat it up and it goes from there that she's been experiencing this for a while, ever since she went on hiatus from her um, acting in dramas and stuff like that. And so she's been experimenting where, you know, who all can see her all over, I guess, I don't know if it's the entirety of Japan, but it seems to be getting worse. And they are... Eric, you may know where I'm going once I say this. He's chalking this up to adolescence syndrome. Right, or puberty syndrome. Right. So... It seems that she may not be the only one, because I think in the first episode, mm-hmm. you saw the thing with his little sister, right? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> it may, she may not yeah, be the that only was, one. That was probably when I was like, oh, there's actually more to this right now. Yeah. So, it's going some very interesting places. I don't want to say exactly what happened in episode two. But I think you can tell from the cold open in episode one that her th- her thing is getting worse. That more and more people can't see her. 
So, yeah, see, that that would also be a spoiler. Um, one, the, one thing that they make sure to tell you is that it seems at least everyone in school knows who she is, even if they mm-hmm. do stay away from her. So they're, they're planting the seeds that even though everyone outside seems to be forgetting, for some reason, most people still going to school know who she is. And that's where we're going to be right now. She's the main focus, but it seems like there may at least be one to two, maybe three other characters that are being affected by this adolescent syndrome. So, yeah, the mystery comes in there and the supernatural. What I, I got from this was like, they had a physical manifestation of what they were experiencing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Did we? Um, did oh, you hear what it... Said a just, physical manifestation. Heard a white screen. <laughs> uh, so, white screen. So, it feels like, from what I got, it was a physical manifestation of what they were experiencing. Mm-hmm. So, like, the guy, um, the main character, he has, like, scars on his chest. Yes. And his sister had all these, like, bruises and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, and she wasn't, like, physically hurt, but she was, like, I guess emotionally Yes. Hurt. By the internet. Yeah. I'm surprised she's So it's dead. like, it's like how the public... It, how they're experienced through like the other people's eye or something so like if the Mai was like experiencing like no one cares about her because she was like on hiatus or something that's mm-hmm. what's really happening to her like yes. she's like physically not there for them yeah it's very interesting you mentioned that because I was wondering I'm like hmm is this like you know is this about the power of people's perception of you because the main character, his his scar is like, I'm still wondering, like, why he has that. Even though, you know, they mentioned something about him fighting with three guys and sending sending them in the hospital when it's the mm-hmm. other, you know. And it was him that had to go to the hospital because he suddenly woke up with that scar or something. So his is probably one of the most mysterious as well. Sisters is straightforward. And, you know, friends were talking bad to her online, and then all of a sudden she just started breaking out in cuts and bruises. So yeah, it's um, from the image alone, I was interested in it, but getting into it and you know seeing the substance, it's even more interesting than I thought it was going to be. So mm-hmm. I think this is definitely one to watch this season. Two episodes in. Second episode was really strong as well, uh, driving that emotion straight home. So, yeah, I can't wait for the next one. That's Bunny Girl for you. <laughs> All right, so as we are running a bit long, we will uh, kind of just touch on the rest of the shows that we have considered watching or have started watching and we'll continue with so uh 
Is anyone watching the new center on Kagura? If only. <laughs> All right. Um, the next one, Sora to Umi no Aida. No. Mm, no. Okay. No. I never know with you. With you, Eric, you're watching like everything. This <laughs> um. Well, I didn't know image. either, so I had to like. See. <laughs> well, it didn't. It wasn't a white image before. There was an image there before. <laughs> And it's still there I'm now sure if you click on it. It's always been a white image. <laughs> no, if you click on it, there's an actual image. Yeah. I don't know. I'm click I'm clicking on it right now. Weird. You hear? <laughs> anyway. Um. Not the image itself, the title. Uh well no, the title's there, but Yeah, if you click on the title. Um, yeah, that's that's too much work. Uh Soten no Ken Regenesis two. No. Uh, this one I actually kind of want to watch the uh, yeah. Gridman. Yeah, it so seems you, interesting. Are you familiar with Gridman? No, not at all. I mean, I I know that it's, it's a thing, old. but that's it. <laughs> Do you know yep. what the quadruple S stands for? Nope. Okay. I'm pretty sure it stands for this: Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Cyber Squad. Uh, uh, yes. With an S. Do you know? Do you, are you familiar with that title? Yes. <laughs> huh. So that was that was a show based on Gridman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was adapted for American television. Um, in response yeah, to the success that, of yeah. Power Rangers. Um, so it was from Deke Entertainment, I believe, and this is what they called it. It starred Matthew Lawrence. Bizarrely, speaking, it's like, huh, he was in that show. But anyway, yeah. So this is, so I'm guessing this. That's probably why it's there. I don't know why they just decided to throw it in there, but yeah, it's Grid Man. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, so did any of you watch this, or are you, not yet? I'm gonna give this a shot. I watched the first episode, um, and just just to, just, to get, <laughs> just to make it plain and short. Um, there are kaijus and giant ro- oh, uh, robots. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, that's it. Cool. Yeah, I'll be Sounds watching good. it. <laughs> it's trigger. Action, yeah. mecha, trigger. I mean, come on. Sounds like uh, another certain show that you did not finish. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you do know. That should be on the list, actually. <laughs> Isn't it? I thought it was. No, it's going to be now. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, please tell me none of you are still watching Sword Art Online. Well, no. <laughs> Thank Eventually. God. All right. Now, next up, this it's is this is the real slime time of the season. Yeah. <laughs> I know um, you're watching. This. So Tom, I know Tommy and I watch this. I don't think anybody else has watched this. Is it related to Dragon Quest? No. Man, well, if only. I mean, yeah, it could be, but it's not. Um, this is good. This is really good. So you know, I'm actually shocked at how good this was. <laughs> I know, me too. Like, I didn't even. I just kind of started watching it on a whim. I wasn't even really planning on watching it. And uh, yeah, same. Yeah, it's it's really entertaining. It's, I mean, it's I guess isekai, but not really. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you could truly call it that, but the humor and the characters have been really on point so far and there's just enough like questions to keep you wanting to come back so 
ability it's, acquired. It's interesting. Ability acquired. Yeah. Ability acquired. <laughs> like, yo. Yeah. It's like, what is it's, going uh, on? It's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, the whole the whole premise and everything is, is pretty neat. Mm. So, uh, moving on. Uh, I don't think anybody here has watched Thunderbolt Fantasy. I have. I think. If I remember, I think Vivi watched the first season of that. I think, I think that's maybe who I'm right. thinking of. Um, the only thing I know about that anime is that they have uh, TM Revolution as the voice of a character, huh. and he does some of the music, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I had good things uh, about that. Really. Uh, next up is the <laughs> in the year 2018. <laughs> wow, um, we have the new season of Index. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Um, JC Staff back at it again. This is the Sean only JC Staff show I'll still watch. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm watching this. I I haven't picked it up yet. I'm gonna watch it. Okay. But I'm 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 assuming most of us watched Index at some point. So yeah. first uh, season. First season. So yeah. Me just, anyway. I still have to watch the rest. This aired. Oh. The third season is airing. Almost, almost ten years later, a decade later, when the first season aired oh, back in two thousand eight in October. That, that hurts. Lord, that hurts, man. Oh, man, I feel old. Yep. Wow, we are old men now. But um, <laughs> we'll talk about that when you catch up. We don't have to discuss yeah, it now. We'll we'll definitely be touching on that one. I'm sure, since that's one most of us will be watching. So uh, next, uh, Tokyo. Ghoul. I have to get caught up to this. I'm not caught up. I have to. So this is the the Tokyo Ghoul Re, yeah, which is like the spinoff, right? Mm. This is basically the second core of Re. Okay, yeah, the first cool. Tokyo gotcha. Ghoul Re. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. I've got caught up to okay. that. So. Okay. Um. Anybody watching this next one? Tonari no Kuketsuki. Nah, I'm not. All right. How about uh, Archery Club Boys? Kiyoani, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Probably, probably going to be animated well. But, I'm um, curious because of Koyani. Next up. No one else? I, I'm shocked. I'm, shocked. I mean, I'm interested. <laughs> I Purely because of Kiyoani, but I mean, that's the, the premise the only doesn't really... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. It might be really good. I was honestly surprised. It seems like something that Sean would watch. Uh, mm. I don't watch Kiyoani shows. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't, but... You know that. Uh, but it's sports. Uh, yeah, see. Uh, not even <laughs> QAnny can do it. Uh, all right. Next one, I doubt anybody is. Probably not. Okay. Mm. Um, this following one, I it looks interesting to me, but I don't know if I'm going to actually give it a try. I've heard interesting things about it. <laughs> really? Hmm. I, the art style looks cool. What's that I'll studio that. name? Axes. Axes. Jesus Christ. It's a funny um, funimation thing. So uh yeah. Yeah, I may check it out. Maybe. Maybe. I may check that yeah. out. Um and uh Oh wait, I, I did I saw a trailer for this next one. What's that? Uh, Yagate Kimi ni Naru. Man, um, I'm so over Yuri. <laughs> I saw, I saw a uh, something on Twitter about it, but it's uh, um, yeah, it was 
She always dreamed of a boy confessing her love to her, but when one finally did, it was nothing like she expected. <laughs> and then apparently uh, she meets this girl I'll who makes her heart skip a beat. So. Check out the episode. I haven't seen the rest of the episode yet. Man. There you go. <laughs> and uh, next one, this, another this white, just white image. <laughs> Three episodes. The of white, white images image. seems to be the one I really like the most, because, and they're t- hiding it for some reason. It, it all makes. This sense. is that show that we. I think we talked about this before. Yeah, we talked about it. It's like I, I really want to yeah. check this one out because it's yeah. so yeah, we, freaking we weird. About this last season. So this is from so, Mappa. Yeah. So, so I have a question about this. Yeah. Um, is this actually related to Zombieland? No. No. <laughs> okay. Because it's like we're. Mm. I feel like there's going to be like some weird copyright issues when they bring this over to the U.S. <laughs> uh, they have Saga in there. I think they'll they'll be good. They could oh, yeah, yeah. Saga is actually a pun. They probably wanted to put just Zombieland, yeah. but they're like, shit, isn't that a movie mm-hmm. already? <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, the Saga is actually a pun, and it's part of the plot. Oh, is it? Because okay. It is, because um, the plan is... so. This girl needs to. She's recruited into like this idol group by this dude played by Miano Mamaru. So you know he's is he's like <clears throat> oh um, boy, showing Kyoma from Steins Gate. He's he feels like that character except tuned down just a little bit and like a manager of an idol group. So he's that kind of guy, and he recruits all these girls who are actually dead um, to save the Saga Prefecture. Uh, any um, any Kakudoris yet? <laughs> no, that's okay. not that kind of Mamoru character. <laughs> um, but it starts out very funny because it it's like a very typical uh, cute girl anime where it's like uh, first day of school or something, right? Gotta get ready for school. Gotta get the bread in your mouth and stuff. Gotta not be late for school. And then walk out that door, walk on the street, boom, gets hit by a truck. And then heavy metal starts playing <laughs> as, as, as like she's flying through the air in uh, slow motion. And the credits are like dis- being displayed now. Um, so the idol group is like a death metal group. And because they're all zombies, they can uh, headbang like extremely well because their necks are broken. <laughs> wow! <laughs> All right, and they're gathering up a really huge like metal fan crowd, and they got to do this to save Saga Prefecture because I guess um, it's not doing so well, and Saga idol groups Prefecture. have not been idol groups have been dying out and stuff, so they can take advantage of this by being like a really popular idol group. Zombie girls. Rock yes, group. and. They have to have makeup on when they're on stage. So they have to look like normal yeah, people. Because, because nor- uh, yeah, normally they have like the pales of and the red eyes and stuff. Right. Yeah, actually, it's it's funny because they have this thing. It's like the main character was the only one that was quote unquote awakened. It's basically like how you know in Izami they have the they call the full on zombies mm-hmm. full on zombie mode. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. Romero's mm-hmm. <laughs> Romero zombies. So being awakened is like they're in like lucid, they're like full conscious. 
So she needs to like help the other girls come back into conscious. Well, they all do at the end anyway. <laughs> except for the except for the one girl whose voice actor is still unknown because she hasn't awakened yet. I noticed that. Okay. Yeah, and there's a lot of screaming and like zombie noises. Hmm. That's like seventy percent of the episode. Okay. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, but it is entertaining. I will say it's very entertaining. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I was planning to watch this as well. But, man, I can't hold all these anime. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. at least the spice I wasn't expecting. But now, now this. <laughs> okay. And it's an original, too. So I was like, I got to know what the hell this is. <laughs> all right. I got to uncover the mystery behind this white image. Oh man, you're really fixated on the white image. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that uh, brings us to the end of the uh, of the list. But we do have one last thing. Uh, so, the major leftover for us from last season is uh, is banana fish. And since we last talked, there have been a, about two or three episodes that uh, have gone on. And so uh, we are finally to a, uh, I guess, a very big uh, turning point in the series. We're, uh, we return to New York and basically uh, Ash has to uh, confront Golzine and some some very interesting things happen. So, um, man, a couple of these episodes here have been pretty heavy, and then I got a little bit lighthearted there again. But uh, specifically, the stuff where they were uh, they were captured, and we kind of you know find out everything about yeah. banana fish. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty pretty rough. Our boy shorter, and yeah, that was that was really sad. That was. Mm-hmm. That was a rough moment, man. Like Leanna's crying for days. He told me. <laughs> That's true. I believe it. But man, yeah, like that. That was just really rough, and uh, I, I was kind of surprised that uh, what's his name, the Chinese guy, which with the long the hair. Trap. <laughs> well, yeah. um, he uh, where he saved them. I mean, obviously, he has some form of ulterior motives, which we are still seeing in the current episode. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that, though not entirely, I guess, um, because I, he was being controlled by his brothers at that point. So I think anything he could do to kind of, like, get back at them, he wanted to do. Mm. But beyond that, the uh i guess the revelation of banana fish and that it was a government plot and we kind of find out what happened with griffin and all of that so that was that was pretty interesting i will say that i've liked a lot of the uh like gang dynamics that the past couple of episodes have had mm-hmm. it was pretty interesting and i liked uh <laughs> I liked where uh, uh, Ash stole all that money and bought like a super nice apartment. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. And he had um, 
uh, what's his name poses his dad. That that was that was a good part. I really enjoyed that. Oh, Max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I liked in the most recent episode, he had like the little callback when he was like at the hospital, and he said. Um, he basically like referenced that he was his dad again, so I thought that was pretty good. Um, Ash is a really cool character. Yes, he's really grown on me a lot. Yes, and I feel like I'm hating Ag more and more. Ooh, this is exactly what I wanted to talk about. I feel like yeah. there's really I understand what purpose his character serves, but I feel like. The, of course, yeah. The author isn't really doing a good enough justification as to why he's really still here. This is where I would say the shoujo roots are showing itself. See, <laughs> I liked the episode where they're in the apartment together. And, you know, Eiji's kind of like taking care of Ash and he's trying to get him to show more of his like human quote unquote side. And like, it's not that those scenes weren't good. It's just that kind of like you said, beyond that, there's not much of a, at least right now, a purpose for the character. Yeah. He can't really even stand on his own at all. Mm -hmm. Not that he has to be like like, super violent or anything, but like he's essentially just a bystander and the majority of the and plot. And he keeps getting caught, basically, to be a, a pawn. You right. Know, like, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, who's going to take him uh, hostage this exactly, time? Exactly, exactly. Like, I'm sure there'll be a big rescue arc for him again from the Chinese mafia. Exactly. Yeah, and he was the one who caused Hash to get slashed. Yes, when they were fighting on the subway train. He's like, yeah. Ash yeah, like, why? why? Why did he, like, just yell? Like, yeah. like dude's fighting. Like, don't distract him, man. <laughs> like, like, you're well, gonna... Why? Like, what are you shouting for? And he got slashed. Yeah, that was... I don't know. That kind of threw me off. I'm like, dude, uh, why are you here? It's... I don't... I don't hate AG. Like, he's not that he's, he's not a bad he's character. Getting on my he's a bad character. Say like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'd say that he recently got on my nerves. He's like, dude, dude, seriously. I mean, what can you especially do? <laughs> at this point of the show, he knows what kind of shit Ash does and what he's going to be up to. So mm-hmm. I don't know why him running all the way over there. What was he planning to do? Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, that's Literally the show of Roos showing itself when it something is. that mm-hmm. makes no sense just happens and you're like, okay. It's like okay, whatever. <laughs> I did like the the showdown with Arthur. I did like that, that too. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I did that. That whole I like the part was done well. I like how they they throw in like the kind of a New York. I know this is set in New York, but they kind of throw that. I guess it kind of really hits you that they're in New York when they mention like, oh, they're gonna they're fighting at East Broadway Station, but the F line doesn't run until like later in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then you see the F line coming mm-hmm. down, and then they jump onto the F line, and it just keeps running. And they're like, "Oh, we gotta go to Coney Island because that's the last stop for the F line." Wow. So uh, bits like that, I really like. It's like a, it really feels like like they, they actually did the research, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like they like it feels like they're in New like, York. Oh, yeah. this is New York, right? Exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> I know you like that. Um, this is this is Jersey, New Jersey bit <laughs> yes <laughs> <And he's being laughs> transferred. 
He's like, hmm. He could smell he it. He could smell it. As soon as he They're got on the turnpike. Like, <laughs> he could smell the different smells going down. It's like we're on a bridge. This is Jersey, New Jersey. Yeah, I'm assuming they went up. They went upstate, or they went up the uh, towards the Bronx. Probably went GWB. I'm assuming down to Jersey. Mm. George Washington Bridge is what they probably took when he was referring to the bridge. Mm-hmm. That's, right. that's really the only bridge that connects New York and New Jersey. Hmm. Okay. Didn't know that. Fun trivia. They're completely rebuilding George Washington Bridge right now. I haven't taken huh. GWB when I drove in a while. through that. When I drove through that earlier this summer, they were doing a lot of construction there. I was lucky to not get stuck in it. How are they? Scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Uh, so now everyone thinks Ash is dead, which is uh, going to be interesting. I guess we will see. I feel like uh, Max won't believe it. And, but I feel like AG will, and he'll like go into some kind of depression oh or something like God. that. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Really? Can't wait for him to be depressed again. Like, I yep. believe it, because they had an echo. He's dead. He's dead. I'm like, come on, dude. Really? You really think he's dead? I really think he needs like an episode for himself to grow without Ash. Because mm. I, f- I, I feel like, so far, his character is a bit too, in- too dependent on Ash's character to shine like he hasn't mm-hmm. had any moments by himself to like really develop so maybe they'll take this opportunity to do that with them separated again again they could hopefully so <laughs> yeah because he's been kidnapped again it's like what is it the yeah. third time fourth yeah. time i feel like um, should have just stayed as golzine's fuck boy <laughs> <laughs> i feel like the uh the Chinese kid may end up like helping him escape or something like that. He needs to do something where he can stand up on his own. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. I don't know. What? Pole vault? Again? <laughs> he needs to take over the Chinese gang somehow. <laughs> there for the uh, Japanese? There for a minute. You want to insult them? Yeah, there you go. Come on now. There, there for a minute. They show when they were showing him like come up to the bridge where Ash was fighting. I was like, is he going to pole vault up onto the bridge? <laughs> but, but anyway, so uh, yeah, banana fish. It's been pretty good, mm-hmm. and we did get a new uh, intro and ending with this most recent episode. They're okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're upset. It's not. Yeah, they didn't keep the first ending. It's not as good. Yeah. as the first. the first ending man was so good. Like I liked the first intro, but the ending was really, really good. Yeah, I agree with that. See, I don't know how they're gonna use the second one. Like, how, like how they lead into it. I'm a but, I'm a yeah. sucker when it the episode the ending leads into a good ending mm-hmm. song. Yep, that's like one of my favorite anime. Things. Yeah, me too. Like, like when it just uh, ends and it just uses the entire song. Well, on the episode, go, yeah, he's like going, but then you yeah. have the lyrics kind of sprinkled on. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they're okay. Not as good we'll as the see. first ones. Yeah. Maybe they'll grow on us in time. Um, I did, I did like the uh, the animation for both the the new intro and ending. They were really good. Yeah. So. English aside. Man. That's some... One thing I have to say, English. though... <laughs> Why why are the cops always sticking up for Ash when he killed like twenty people on that subway? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I understand I it's, it's like, well, oh man, it's not even like self-defense because he went to that fight purposely. It's, I mean, obviously I think it's those two guys, the two detectives, because they had worked with him in the past and they've probably, you know, they've seen that he's not a bad person. Yeah, but he still killed 20 people. Well, I know, I know, I know. Oh, that was what the one, the the bald guy, he was like, you know, um, what I forget the comment he made when they were standing in the room with all the bodies, but he was like, um, you know, he shouldn't have gone this wild or something like that. But uh, I don't know. It's It's one of those things where I think that they they know a lot more than the rest of the police do. You know, they know about Golzine. They know about the banana fish, at least to an extent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they know what Ash is up against, and they know that he's trying to stop a, like, greater evil, I guess. Do they really know that? Because I feel like they kind of don't. I think they do. Because there's not – I think that they do, but there's nothing they do. I don't think they even know about banana fish. They do. Yeah, because they show that that one scene where Max was, was talking with them about it a couple of episodes ago. Okay. I, like I said, they're not like as in on it as as everyone is, but I think that's why they're protecting him, at least to the extent that they can. Yeah. Like I don't think that they were saying that they were gonna like break him out, like like Max was saying. You know, they weren't gonna let him go. But no, but he'd be also he'd weren't be gonna... like trialed and sent to jail already at this point. It, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, Sean, is this uh, this mental institute is that a real place in New Jersey? <laughs> did they actually give the name of it? I wasn't even sure. Yeah, I they think did, so. but I don't remember. I don't remember the name. Uh, it was. Did they name what the town, it? or did they just name the hospital? No, they didn't say the town. They just said the name of the place. Oh, I can look it up later. It was like American Mental something something. Hmm. Let's it looks see. like Because it, it, it sounded real. I was like, huh? It's like, why does it seem like I heard this before? And I think it's like N. It does say that there is a New Jersey Mental Health Institute, which I guess could be a... What town is it in? Hamilton. Hamilton Township. It's outside of Trenton. Oh, that's down south. Of me. Okay, I mean, I don't know. It might, might be real. Just curious. I mean, it doesn't, you know, doesn't really matter. But they have been decently accurate with their stuff so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, yeah, that's banana fish. Banana fish. Uh, I'm I'm still really enjoying it. It's. Mm-hmm. I feel like the past couple of couple of episodes have been good. I'm still kind of wondering where the series is going. I guess. I feel like it can do without the. Um the subtle yaoi moments <laughs> or like they're throwing like the Halloween party and whatnot. Oh. Or he's like cooking breakfast for him and making coffee for him. I don't know. I think that was fine. I think that was part of their character's relationship and everything like that. Like, I don't think it detracts from anything. I, I just feel like that that has kind of added fuel to, uh, to AG's, like, uselessness. Yeah. Like, 
if there was more to him, then I wouldn't really mind that stuff. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't mind what's going on with all that, and but you know, it is what it is. National Mental Health Center. Oh, it sounds too generic. It's a reminder of what genre you're watching. <laughs> yes, again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shoujo. Like, That's the thing, mm. though, is it's like... It's totally shoujo, but it's... It's such a good drama. Like, it's... I don't know. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. So I guess that wraps that up. And... I still haven't caught up on uh, Lupin, so we can't talk about that. <laughs> you want to talk about Isekai, Isekai very briefly? Oh, yeah, we can talk about that briefly. So, um, so yeah, the last episode was the only one that I hadn't watched when we last talked. Yeah, they basically um, had, like, a little mini-arc towards the end. Yes, yeah. So, um, throughout the entire show... You know, they kind of sprinkled in like little bits and pieces of this world that they are in. And, you know, you always, I guess, kind of had in the back of your head, it's like, well, how how are people okay with this random Japanese restaurant existing in this world? Like, what is, <laughs> why aren't people asking questions? Why, you know, this and that. And so <laughs> it, that eventually all kind of comes to light and you... I guess kind of you kind of realize that a lot of the people, especially like the the regular patrons of the restaurant, just kind of turn turn a blind eye to it because they they appreciate the restaurant and they care about um, Taicho and. I think it's just kind of, I guess they it's assumed they're just from a foreign land. They don't yeah, really yeah, question somewhere. beyond that. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and so we have the. Uh, the weird aristocratic guy who wants to try to take over the restaurant, I guess, and tries to basically charge them with selling the forbidden ale. <laughs> Wasn't lager forbidden? Oh yeah, lager. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, I I liked that episode. I thought that was really interesting. I think honestly, the episode I may have liked a little bit better than that was the episode with the. Uh, the old uh, emperor guy, the king, whatever he is. Yeah, the I forgot who he was, but he was important. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a good episode. I, I liked, liked when the and this towards the end again the the tax collector who loves Napolitan, he comes back yes, and he yeah. basically like kind of saves the whole Izakaya. Yeah, he was like the hero of the day. Yeah, because <laughs> he had all the dirt on the other guy. <laughs> I liked too that uh, that that Taicho figures out that she had made the dish for for him, and then he actually makes one for him, and he's like, "Oh, it's even better." <laughs> so I was expecting like another Napolitan episode. Oh no, me too. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if they did a different then, twist with it. I don't remember what they did. I think they just added Tabasco or something. It, it was like ten times it was better something already like, for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that was really cool. Um, the final episode was a good, like, it like kind of tied everything together, and you got to see everybody together and happy, and so on and so forth. Yeah. I, 
I really came to like a lot of the characters. Um, I ended up liking some characters more than I thought that I would. I initially didn't really like the uh, the commander guy. Oh yeah, but I liked him when he got married. Yeah, yeah. Once he got married, I liked him a lot better. That I liked really the episode good. where I guess um, it was like he fought someone in the past, another woman, another warrior. Yes. Yeah, that one was. And really, like really good. five <laughs> five years later, they happened to meet in that Izakaya, and she was hoping to like hook up with him, but he was already married. That, yep. that was a neat episode. Yep. Because like all along, she had been talking to his wife. Right. And right then the like the realization comes and so that was that was interesting ending to that episode so i kind of thought uh that they may bring back the uh the spirit that like granted them the ability to have the restaurant in the other world kind of thing where they were looking at the shrine there yeah in like it was either the second to last episode or that like i thought that maybe she would show up you know, maybe for like the little celebration or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I really liked it. I would love to see them do more. It's super lighthearted, and I don't know. It's it's a good uh, good feeling show. You know, each episode kind of leaves you with that uh, that happy. It's a very comfy happy show. Feeling. You get like the it little is, yeah. slice of life, little storytelling within it, but. They also find a way to, you know, swing in Japanese cuisine into it as well mm-hmm. to tie it in. Like you, you get that feeling that uh, that you kind of get when you get to eat and enjoy food with other people. You yes, know? yes. Like I really feel like that. That's like the feeling that the and the anime really captures that well. Yeah, and I think part of it too. And it, it, it's probably where we are coming from another culture ourselves, too, that a lot of the experiences that these people are having with this Japanese food are experiences that we ourselves have had, you know, like trying it for the first time and that kind of right. thing. And I, I kind of appreciated it for that, too. Yes. And I do think that that's a really good, uh, um, a really good thing for... Japanese tourism, I I think especially too, where they were showing the restaurants and stuff like that at the end, and showing you where they were and that you could go visit them. Like yeah, that that's really a nice cool. cherry on top. It shows you like restaurants where you can actually have these experiences if you ever are in Japan that are highlighted mm-hmm. in the show. But also, there's the other segment where they actually have a chef who kind of recreates the food highlighted in the the episode yeah, as well. Yeah kind of like a home style a basic version of the recipe yeah the way that way you can do it yourself sort of right so yeah you you mentioned that there was a certain dish that you wanted to talk about oh so when they had the the second napolitan episode remember the after segment where it's the chef and he basically has leftover napolitan and rice yes yes, yes, at first i was like Mm -hmm what the fuck is this? This is not going to be good. But when he actually made yeah. it, I was like, oh shit, that looks uh, pretty good actually. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like on the fence about that. But it, it when it was done, it looked really, really tasty. Like I would be willing to try it. Yeah, because it looked like almond I, rice almost with the way. Yeah, basically. It's yeah. like a sweet version of the rice because of the ketchup and stuff like that. So At, at first I was a little, um, when I first started watching it and they were showing those segments, I... 
I, at first, I was hoping that they would stick a little bit more to like the traditional recipe. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, I was like, well, you know what? This is a really interesting take because most people don't have the time or maybe even the the cooking experience to make these dishes. Yeah. But the way that he showed it and the way that he explained it, you know, you really could in, you know, 20 minutes or something like that, make one of these dishes. Oh, yeah. Like, I've done you know, the... With, with common ingredients, basically. I've done the omusoba recipe, actually, that they've done on the show. Mm-hmm. Kind of using... Not not really... I mean, the, the ingredients were similar, not exactly what he used, but they were similar enough. And yeah. I use, most importantly, the technique he did while making the uh, the dish mm-hmm. is what I did. So And that came out pretty good. I've made it a few times already since that episode, actually. That's pretty awesome. I saw on their uh, on their Twitter that uh, apparently in Japan they they are releasing a cookbook that goes along with the series, which is kind of cool. Oh, okay. I highly doubt that we'll ever get a English version. I don't know how well this did over here. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It always seemed to be decently up there in the Crunchyroll like charts, like when you could uh, sort it by popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really don't know. I didn't see a ton of people talking about it i mean yeah so there weren't i don't think but at the same time it wasn't like a uh traditional series you know where it was the short episodes and everything like that yeah i mean there's there there's a few other i mean i can think of one other show that's very similar to this one like the restaurant paradise one oh yeah yeah that's like a full-on 30 minute um show Mm -hmm. it makes me kind of sad i uh i think i may have told you guys a few episodes ago that i I had tweeted when I first started watching it and the official English Twitter account like liked my tweet or replied to it. I forget what it was. But I went and looked at their Twitter and they, they only had like 70 followers. Oof. And I was like, oh, that's We got to follow them back. Man. Yeah, we got to gotta boost them so up. So we can get that so second They season. still tweet. like they, Even though the season's over, they still tweet stuff out. And it's it's kind of sweet but sad because they, they just don't get a lot of responses. So. If you ever go to Japan, you should make a pilgrimage of like all the restaurants showcased on this show. Dude, I was really I was really thinking about it to be there honest. There are a few because... I wanted to go to actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not every single one, but hey. Um, uh, and you can be like, can I get a what's on tap? Yeah. And hopefully they'll... What, what, what is yeah. it? It's Toriaizu? Tori yeah, Toriaizu. Yeah. So I want to know. Um, also, you can apparently order the uh, the beer glasses that they use. That you can actually w- order those. So that's I thought that was interesting. Ooh. But um, so I-, I wonder, you know, that where they did all of these, um, like where they went to all these actual re- restaurants. I noticed at the end of the episodes they had like a uh, a little logo for the. Japanese like tourism board or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm guessing they were probably part of the production committee for this. Uh, I'm sure they sponsored it in some way. Mm-hmm. So that that's really interesting, and like I said, I, I do think that that's a really good way to. Because I think this is even based if you, off a manga originally. It is, yeah, it is. Even if you live in Japan, I mean, you may not know about a lot of these restaurants, or just may have overlooked them, and. That was pretty interesting. Uh, that they did that they actually did that and went to real locations. Yeah. And and lastly, I will say that the uh, the guy that they had uh, going to 
places. He actually, in one episode, was uh, wearing a uh, a jacket from the University of Tennessee, which is like what? an hour away from me. So yeah, That's so random. <laughs> yep. What the? I was com- I was very caught off guard. I was like, oh, okay. I want right. to see that actually. So. I forget which episode it was. I'll find it and send it to you later. But uh, maybe he's from Tennessee. Maybe he's your next door neighbor. I don't even know it. He might be. Man, I'll have to go knock on his door and say, "Let's let's go check out some of the restaurants." (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that was uh, Isekai Izakaya. If you have any interest in Japanese food or even just uh, like Japanese, like food culture or like hospitality culture like that kind of stuff i I think it's a an interesting watch and uh the characters are all very uh likable and fun yeah it's a very comfy lighthearted show definitely uh, a recommendation for me as well yeah exactly so yeah i guess that pretty much wraps things up guys um the uh fall season will keep chugging on and the DCCW shows will keep going as well, and maybe Tommy will uh, watch The Gifted. <laughs> of course, since he know he knows that it started now. So, um, but uh, we will touch on all of those things and more in the next episode. So, as always, thank you very much for joining us. Remember, every other week you can catch us here, bringing you what we find interesting in the world of anime, video games, TV, and much, much more. If you like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. But no matter how you listen, we greatly appreciate the support, and we hope that you enjoy. Don't forget to check us out on social media at AllFictionNet. And individually, you can find us all on Twitter. I am Twitter.com slash Touche. We've got Tommy at Twitter.com slash PrinceLeon. Eric is Twitter.com slash Yoko, And Sean is Twitter.com slash AfroGene. Thanks very much for joining us, and everyone have a great night. Confirmation denied. <laughs> 멈춰서서 사랑한다고 얘기했어 인사까지 연습했는데 음, 거기까지 문제없었는데 네 앞에 서면 바보처럼